Hello, and welcome to Jeff Pasito Reads. I'm Jeff Pasito, and this is today's story. Today's story is the last of the season. I hope you've enjoyed the journey with me, and join me again in the fall for our next season. Without further ado, I present to you Seven Song. The man sat upright in his bed, his lower half disappearing beneath crisp white sheets that seemed to hug the mattress like stretched cling wrap. The sharp-edged crepe-like fabric crinkled and squeaked when the bed flexed beneath his insignificant weight. The ambient din of fluorescent ballast buzzed like a wasp incessantly pursuing him. Mumbling, hushed chatter came from just beyond his hearing, as well as a grating, snoring sound that fell on deaf ears from somewhere outside his perception. The symphony of ambient sound was drowned beneath the music that poured forth from somewhere deep within him. His lips never parted, not that their parting would have been visible beneath the sharp ochre shadows cast by the garish overhead light. Yet an endless stream of whimsical and uplifting songs ran through him. The lyrics of the songs burbled over each other and flowed and ebbed like a meandering stream on the banks of a river with endless switchbacks. Spiraling about one another, one word had never quite finished before the next began, an endless loop of ever-present vocalization. As the light of the tube overhead spilled its sickly hue just beyond the edge of the bed and began to diffuse across the speckled linoleum floor, figures were visible encircling the bed. Modeled caricatures of men and women, they sat in astonishment, joy, contemplation, and sorrow as the music continued to flow in foreign tongues and disparate melodies from the bedded man's core. One of the faces from the amorphous ensemble came into focus, almost leaning in as a teller of tales may to draw their audience further into their fable. Angelo beat his half-formed fist against his head twice as the firelight flicker of illumination revealed the stranger to be Guido. Only it wasn't Guido, not the aged Guido, whose life had been cut short as his mortal flesh succumbed to the ravages of brain cancer. Unable to process simple functions towards the end, his deterioration became a mockery of a once proud life. No, it wasn't that Guido, but a youthful Guido, full of life and full of joy, a vibrant Guido that used to share a gallon of homemade wine with his stepfather Angelo, the bitter spirit stinging from the moment it hit their lips until the moment it struck their bellies. The Guido that played guitar best after everyone had had their fill of that homemade wine. The Guido whose smile cracked his face ear to ear and brought joy to life's best and worst moments. The Guido Angela had forgotten. The music carried on while the assembled specters of participants began to disperse. The melodies had begun to fight with the growing rumble to his right as furnaces struck their flame and spewed forth their heat into the cold winter night. Anna came up to him too, from somewhere beyond his vision and outside of his reality. Her face was immaculate, an identical porcelain cast of his fondest memory of her. Gently lined with the experiences of life and love, and as bone pale and supple as it was in 1942 when he last saw her. When he last pressed his lips to hers, 
at the docks in Naples as he scampered aboard the ship that would whisk him away to another life. How could he have known that was the last he would see of her? Her perfect imperfections, those things that make an individual, individual, had been erased from her like a retouched photo Angelo never knew his mind had. Behind his first wife stood Palma, her visage unaltered by the cleansing age of memory. Lines and blemishes and imperfections abounded, her presence almost real, almost tangible. Signaling her presence to Anna with his eyes, his silence pleaded with her for direction. You go, Angelo. Her voice, nearly angelic, caressed Angelo's aged ears and soothed his aching memories. Perfectly serene and at peace, bathed in a softly shimmering pool of pure white light, Anna continued. She is a good woman. Her mouth didn't move, lips never parting, tongue never curling to form the words she spoke. Her words came from deeper within. They came from her heart, from her soul. They came from a place deeper than language could represent. Emotions given form and function. You stay with her. Anna spoke again from beyond the limitation of speech, and her hand floated towards him, open-palmed. Angelo's eyes flashed open against the underlit ceiling of the hospital. The lunch cart with one intermittently squeaking wheel moving outside in the hall echoed throughout the ward. The tight-piled carpeting that used to trap even the faintest odors had been ripped up ages ago and been replaced by the unforgiving nature of linoleum. Amu, he called out, his grey-green eyes transfixed on nothing on the ceiling, focusing beyond it to the heavens above. His wife jumped from her chair by his side, a slight groan of vinyl reshaping itself sparked into existence momentarily. She leaned her body in towards him, her left hand falling to his, holding it tenderly as a child may caress a kitten. He blinked, twice, shaking his arthritic hands towards his face from a small box of tissues on the table adjacent to his bed, he began dabbing against the corners of his eyes. Amu, he began again. I hear music. His eyes widened when he said music, pushing years of experience aside in the wrinkles that had piled on the outside edges of his face. It's in my head. The tips of his fingers tapped rapidly against his temple. But I can hear the most beautiful music you could never imagine. The songs were sung in seven distinct languages, all at once separate and simultaneous. Seven languages, none of which Angelo understood, and yet they all made perfect sense to him. A slight smile broke Palma's stone serious face, the deep set lines wrinkling around the corners of her mouth in small accentuating tracks. Her husband never spoke like this. He never took the time to reflect on the beauty of things, and especially never took the time to expound on it to her. And I see Guido. Amu. The lines in her face fell back to their natural resting places, running down her cheeks like shallow tilled soil. Her lips puckered as she tried to choke back sad memories. The warm, salty tear falling from her eyes would have betrayed her stalwart stance had Angelo glanced over, but his eyes hadn't left their vigil on the mesmerizing nothingness before him. 
and Anna is here. My my ex-wife. And Maria, my sister. You don't know them. They died before I met you. His eyes continued to widen, enthralled yet unfocused. The wrinkled fat of Palma's belly and arms jiggled slightly as another tear swelled her eyes. She dared not to blink. She feared her tears falling would pull Angelo from his joyous stare beyond the veil. Her rational mind worked hard to convince her Angelo was merely at the mercy of the cocktail of drugs coursing through his veins. He wasn't really seeing and hearing things. It was just his mind playing tricks on him. Just like her mind was making her believe her husband wasn't experiencing these visions. But her daughter had told her that Demerol would cause hallucinations. He told her these drugs would pull things from Angelo's mind that even he wasn't aware were there and bring them out into a reality more vivid than life itself. She never thought they would be this real to him though, this close. Alma's eyes began to dry as she continued to hold them open for fear of striking her tears free by blinking. But the tears came anyways as her body fought to moisturize her eyes and began overproducing the materials necessary for it. Angelo began to talk of Guido again, his lips quivering as he did, mocking his speech like an out-of-sync television show. Alma had to turn her face quickly as she could hold back no longer and shut her eyes tight. The tears found their way, pulsing out between the pressed flesh, soaking her lashes and staining her cheeks. She tried to muffle the heaving sounds of her sobs with her dried coarse hands as her mind raced and she spiraled down into the well of emotions she had worked so hard to keep herself out of. He can see them, her mind began echoing to herself. He's that close. She sputtered slightly, the two thoughts bouncing about in her skull relentlessly. Her breath caught in her throat before she could let out a bleat of sorrow, and she thanked the saints for the strength to hold on just a little longer. Almu, Angelo called, his voice slicing into her mind and banishing her thoughts temporarily. His head turned slightly towards her, but his unwavering gaze remained transfixed on the visions he saw beyond the ceiling above. Swallowing deeply, Palma turned back to Angelo. She ran her stubby fingers along the dark, purple channels under her eye sockets to wipe away her tears. She leaned in closer to her husband and laid her small, thick hands on his long, skinny ones once again. Where's Tony? He always loved me so much. That poor man. Palma choked back another sob, the thick knot of it holding painfully midway up her trachea. Angelo blinked, then again. His eyes opened each time to their fullest. He then turned towards Palma and let his gaze fall upon her completely. He stared at her for a long moment, his breathing quick and shallow, his eyes large and vacuous, his heart emotionless. Then his lips began to quiver. Ever so slightly, his thin, cracked bottom lip vibrated almost imperceptibly. The crow's feet about his face puckered as his eyes began to gloss. 
He finally blinked, and when he did, his right hand moved swiftly in shutter-stop motions to bring a napkin to his face to hide his tears. I just want to see him again, he stammered, his voice cracking slightly. I need to see him. I know, as soon as he walks through that door, I can go. The tears flowed freely now, rolling through the deep crevices in Angelo's face. The tissue did nothing to abate the deluge as the gathered tears fell in gentle droplets to his pajamas, growing dark stains upon them. Palma gripped her husband's hand tighter and let her tears fall too as they sat there sharing their final moments in silence. But beyond the waking world, the songs continued singing, all the words of the seven songs spilling upon one another, yet each heard as crisp and clear as a new dawn. All seven songs sang softly in seven foreign tongues for Angelo long into his last night. Thank you for listening to today's story. That concludes Season 1 of Jeff Pasito Reads, and I thank you for taking this journey with me. I hope you'll join me in the fall for Season 2. Additional sound effects for this episode are from zapsplat.com and used under their standard license. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me by email at jeff at That's J-E-F-F at P-A-C-I-T-T-O dot com on Twitter at jpasitoreads, or visit our website at pasito.com. See you soon.